When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. We are coming to you live from the Adelaide Oval tonight as the Strikers are going to take on the Renegades a little bit later. And you can hear Sports Day SA every weeknight from 6pm with myself, Paul Bonza, and with me tonight, former Geelong City player and Ken Farmer medalist, Daniel Menzel. Menz, welcome to Sports Day SA. Bonds, it is great to be here. We are back at the Adelaide Oval where the Strikers play tonight. And so last time we were here, it was a pretty special night. It was the biggest run chase in BBL history. It was an unbelievable game. We couldn't leave, could we? We, we thought we were going to leave after five overs of the Strikers batting, and they were fantastic and the, back uh, in the comp. Unbelievable. Matt Short making the 100 that night. So I'm hoping for uh, the same thing to happen tonight and to replicate that against the Renegades. Um, looking forward to a really good spectacle tonight. Uh, big show coming up. We're going to talk about the Strikers and Renegades game, of course. We're going to talk about the Adelaide International Tennis Tournament and another little game that's just been yes. mentioned. So stick around for that. And every Tuesday night from now on, leading up to the footy season, we're going to preview a sample team. And tonight we've got a special guest from the Central Districts Footy Club. Yes, we do. We've got Kyle Presbury from the Central District Footy Club. We're going to go in alphabetical order in terms of teams. We're going to start with Central Districts. So I'm really looking forward to having a chat with Kyle about how they're going to fare in 2023, how his career is going a few strengths and weaknesses of their team and how they've recruited uh, and, and what it will look like for Central's fans in 2023. So stick with us every Tuesday night. We'll go through the sample teams. We've got Kyle on tonight. We'll have a Glenelg player next Tuesday. And as I said, this is the summer edition. And in the winter, just before the start of footy season, David Wildey and the great man, the Messiah, Malcolm Blight, will be sitting in these chairs. And that's not too far away. It'll be here before we know it. So we're warming the seats for uh, Wildey and, um, and Blighty and can't wait for them to come back. All right, it's time for our hot topic. Thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Well, men's, let's get straight into it and talk about the game tonight. Uh, as I mentioned, we are, we are here at the Adelaide Oval. We're very lucky, privileged to be here. Teams are out there warming up, but it's a massive game. The Renegades are sitting in third, one win ahead of the Strikers, who are in fifth. Yeah, they are. They've played the extra game, the Renegades and the Strikers. So, realistically, a win for the Strikers tonight will put them ahead uh, and have that game in hand. It is massive because if we can get a win tonight, we have six games remaining. We get a win tonight, the top three is really up for grabs, which in the Big Bash, they've changed the finals format the last couple of seasons. It is top five. So, if you can make the top three, you've got a double chance. 
first spot obviously gets the, the game off as well. So we take on the Melbourne Renegades led by Aaron Finch. Uh, Martin Guphill as well from New Zealand. Yes. Been playing uh, at the top of the order and batting well for them. But for us, we have the two leading run scorers in the competition. That is Chris Lynn. He's hit 324 runs this year. And Matt Shaw, off the back of his 100 not out the other night as captain, which we expect to see again tonight, he's on 321. So Lynn, 324. Shaw, 321. The next most in the competition is Colin Munro, 278. So those two are absolutely flying at the moment and uh, going to be pivotal tonight because we have to wait one more game before we see Alex Carey and Travis Head back in this lineup. Yes, they'll play in the next game against the Heat on the weekend. Uh, the big out for the strikers, though, is Massive. Rash. Massive. So no Rashid. He's out of the side, and I brought Cameron Boyce into the squad. I like that. I really like uh, the addition of Cameron Boyce into the strikers' setup, and it's I mean, you're never going to replace Rashid Khan, but I think it's as good a replacement as we could ask for from a player who's not in a big bash team at the moment. Cameron Boyce, he's, he used to play for the Renegades, and he's got some decent statistics in the BBL as well. Yeah, 40 wickets at 22 with an economy of 6.85 for a leg spinner. Uh, that is very, very good. Yeah, and he played before. He played for the Strikers before, went to the Renegades for quite a few seasons, and then now he's back in the Strikers blue. So uh, it'd be great to see Cameron Boyce. But a couple of big losses for the Renegades as well, men's. They've lost uh, Majib and Hussain, who... Between them, took 21 wickets this season. Yeah, they are huge losses for the Renegades. They, uh, Majib's a really good spinner, and so I think they actually would have given Matt Shaw, Chris Lynn, a bit of trouble tonight uh, on this pitch. We saw the other night against the Hurricanes, uh, Dooley gave them a bit of trouble, and I believe got Chris Lynn out as well. He bowled really well. But the pace bowlers, uh, Lynn just put him away, and Matt Shaw had no struggles or difficulties with them at all. So I'm glad as a strikers man that those guys are out tonight. Interesting to see too, we talked about the leading run scorers in the competition. Well, tonight you're going to see the number one and number two in the most wickets in the competition tonight. And that is Tom Rogers for the Renegades. He's taken 17. He's gone past Henry Thornton, who's on 16 for the Strikers. So be interesting to see the Strikers' bowling lineup is what has let them down over the past five games. They need to improve tonight. We can't be chasing 230 again, Bonds, and run it down again. I don't believe that will happen. No. And Lightning will strike twice if that is the case. No. And it's a beautiful night here at the Adelaide Oval. Crowd is flooding in. The crowds have been... Better, he's been getting better and better and bigger and bigger for the Big Bash. And the atmosphere last Thursday when when they chased down 230 was as good as I've seen in a cricket game. It was absolutely unbelievable. And so hopefully we can see something similar tonight. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and SEN 1629. Now, we're going to switch it up and talk a little bit of uh, tennis. The Adelaide International has, well, there's two versions of it. The first one, one by the Joker. Yes, the first one with all the main names, the big players in world tennis. Uh, Mevedev played in that. He knocked him off in the semifinal. And the Joker went on to win the final, but it was hard for. He yes. lost the first set 7-6 in the tiebreak, then went on to win 7-6, 6-4 over Sebastian Corder who looks like he's going to be a very good tennis player in years to come. So the Joker wins the ATP tournament. We've currently got the ATP 2-1 at the moment uh, at the back here. So there's plenty happening here in Adelaide at the moment with those games going on. 
I want to talk about the Joker. And so he's got the Australian Open coming up where if he wins, it'll be number 10, which is absolutely incredible. But before he does, Bonds, on Friday night, uh, he's going to play in a one-off exhibition game. It's called the Arena Showdown. Nick Kyrgios versus Novak Djokovic. It's at Rod Laver Arena, Friday night at 6 o'clock Adelaide time. How's this? The tickets sold out in 58 minutes. Wow. And off the back of that, Nick Kyrgios, uh, he didn't miss. Straight away put out a tweet saying, wow, Nick Kyrgios is bad for the sport. Wow, what a disgrace. A national embarrassment. How dare he sell out another stadium, the arrogance. That was his tweet. Fantastic. It is fantastic. He's great Love for it. the sport. Uh, he's, he's play- I mean... When you're playing better as well, you can get away with a little bit more. Um, and I love the quote, greater talent equals greater tolerance. And that is Nick Kyrgios to a T. He is playing some great tennis at the moment and people want to see him. And uh, Novak Djokovic, Friday night, it's going to be a great matchup between the two at Rod Laver Arena. Coming up on the show, we're going to play true and false and uh, also talk some AFL. Have a chat about Ken Hinckley had a presser yesterday. So, Port fans, if you want to be involved, text in on 0427 154 166. And we will uh, we'll talk about Ken and, and basically whether Port, he thinks Port are going to go okay this season. And later in the show, we'll have Kyle Presbury from the Central Districts Footy Club. Looking forward to having a chat and to, listen, to hear about your preview of the Sample clubs yeah year. absolutely it'd be good to get into a bonds we're doing the afl analysis on thursday nights and going through the team so we been an adelaide show want to get around the sandfall and we're going to speak with a different guest every single week from a different club and, and give them a good showcase of their team and the competition coming forward. up on the show true or false you're listening to sports day for kia the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports AFA with me, Paul Bonzer, and former Geelong Sydney and current Premiership player with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. Men's, uh, it's uh, been a good show. Start, we started well. And now we've got a lot more to come, including true or false, brought to us by the seven-seat Kia Sorento. It's a large SUV. Men's, you can go first. Open the batting. I will go first. And speaking of batting, I'm going to touch on what we just spoke about with the BBL. I know we have to wait uh, until Saturday to get Travis Head and Alex Carey back in this lineup. But, Bonds, my question for you is with Travis Head, Alex Carey, Matt Short, Chris Lynn, and Adam Hose, we have the best top five in the competition from Saturday onwards, correct? That is absolutely true. That is a star studded lineup, isn't it? That is incredible. You just roll those names off like that. And if we can get the win tonight with that lineup, it's going to put us, no one's going to want to play against us. So, uh, really looking forward. I agree. I think it's true. All right, uh, true or false, I'm throwing myself under the bus here. The Hurricanes will miss the BBL finals. I picked them to win it. You did pick them to win it. I'm going to say true. Uh, I think that it's going to be line ball for the Hurricanes, whether they finish in that fifth or sixth spot. Uh, their bowling lineup for mine is extremely concerning, as we saw last Thursday night. So that's what's going to let them down, I think. Uh, Bonds, I'm going to go to tennis. We've touched uh, on this uh, over the previous weeks with the Adelaide International here. Novak Djokovic, after winning that, will win his 10th, yes, his 10th Australian Open this year. I will say that's true. Incredible. 10. It, it is incredible. And I, it, there's not a better player in the world. And if he's 
slightly off his game, he's still better than most people. He is, and uh, if he wins it, it will take him to 22, which will level Rafa as well. I'll stay on tennis. Uh, true or false, men's. Bernard Tomic should be given a wild card to the Australian Open. <laughs> that is false. He has played in 15 in a row, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the answer to this, but I don't think many of them he's actually qualified for. I think he's been given a wild card for a number of those tournaments uh, off the back of good faith. He's an Australian. You're not putting the work in. You don't deserve to be playing in the tournament. I think that's what most other tennis players around his rankings or at least higher than him that aren't in will be thinking. So I don't believe he should get a wild card. Thoughts? I agree with you. It's 100%. He doesn't deserve it. Huge. Okay. So I'm going to go with this one. True or false? Chris Lynn will play for the Strikers next season, Bonds. I think that's true. He was unwanted by the Heat. Incredible. And, and, and most teams didn't want him. No one went running after him until Jason Gillespie went, hang on a second, come and play with us. Look, I know that he's going uh, to the UAE League to play and he misses the last three games and finals like a lot of the other imports have throughout this um, competition. But, and look, maybe people think he's about himself, but I don't think that's the case. And we've seen in this tournament, he is leading the run scoring in the tournament. The Brisbane Heat are arguably the worst team in this competition and their best players playing for the strikers. They, I think they could do with Chris Lynn. They could yeah, do he with He had him. a couple of lean seasons, to be fair. Yep. But yes. Uh, all right, last one for you, Dan Menzel. Um, young Victorian spinner Todd Murphy will be named in the Aussie touring squad to India. Well, that's exciting if that is true, and I'm going to say true. I think that we all know Nathan Lyon is getting older and we haven't really seen since Shane Warne, has someone come out and dominate? And so I think that he he's won the um, – potentially, if he gets the gig, the upside's there. I think they might put him in the team a little bit ahead of time to give him that exposure and see what happens. Yeah, I'm not sure whether they'll take him. I think they should because it'll be a fantastic experience for the young kid. And, yeah, he could be the next Nathan Lyon. So let's uh, hope that's true or false for tonight. And you're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. We're warming the chairs for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who will be back come uh, footy season. And you're on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. You can be part of the show too. You can text in on 0427 154 166. That's our text line. And we're going to talk some AFL now, thanks to Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get the job done, shop in-store or online right now. Um, we spoke briefly with Chad last night about Fisher Mackesy. I just want to get your thoughts on Fisher Mackesy basically giving up the game of footy. Yeah, look, it's a it's a sad story. It's one that Fisher has been at the club at the Adelaide Football Club for a few years now. He's he's just twenty one years of age, so he's still got his whole life and his whole footballing journey ahead of him if he wants to continue playing in any capacity. It's one that uh, I think people would tread very lightly with this. Uh, the point I want to make is Fisher McAsee, he comes from Victoria. He was number six in the draft in 2019 National Draft. He was their pick six, yes. which is the second highest pick that the Crows have had in a long time. And with that comes a lot of hype and comes a lot of pressure. And so the point I want to make is that Externally, there's a lot of pressure on AFL footballers, but it's probably more than that. It's the internal pressure that people don't realise. And I think that with Fisher, 
he's never lived up to that hype. So the external pressure's come in and he's also put in a lot of internal pressure on him. Now, I've spoke with a couple of people. They've told me that he's not someone who loves the game of footy. And if you're playing AFL football in 2023, you need to be extremely passionate about the game because everything that comes along with it, everything you have to endure, all the media with it, um, that is part of it. And it does make it tough if you're not enjoying your footy. The other point I want to make with this is, and there's a varied conversations and opinions on this. If you are on $800,000 a year, you should be welcoming. You should be expecting the pressure to come because you are earning an incredible wage. You should be delivering. That pressure is there whether you like it or not. It should be. If you're on, and there are quite a lot of players in the AFL on $100,000, $120,000 or $150,000. Now, you sit at home and think, yeah, that's a good wicket, which it is. Don't get me wrong. It's maybe double what their mates might be on at the same stage. The pressure on these guys um, is more than five times what it is on anyone else in society. And so what happens is over time, you're not playing good footy, you're not getting to the level you want, and you're not earning $800,000 where you're copying all this criticism. It does build up. And so, again, I'm not saying that uh, it's not a good job, an AFL player and an AFL job, but it is, it is challenging and tough, and there are things internally that people struggle with more than what the general public would realise. Absolutely, and it depends on the personality of the of the you know the player itself. Some will handle it really well. Some will breeze through it and not even blink at criticism or anything like that. They'll use it as motivation. And he's obviously struggled uh, to find his feet. And probably the best thing for Fisher, and we wish him well, um, taking a break from the game. Port Adelaide had a presser today. Ken Hinckley got up on the mic. Um, he spoke a little bit about uh, Jason Horn Francis and. Fantasia about their their injuries, and let's have a listen to how they're going. He's made some really good, steady progress since surgery, and um, now he ran just before Christmas, and he's building up his running now. He'll probably get back involved in some training and some skill drills by, I would hope, by the end of next week, but not too far after that if it's not. And Fantasia as well. Yeah, yeah, really promising. He's had a really good. So far, he's had a really good build in his, uh, his pre-season, which we know is really important to him because his first year he had a really strong pre-season, played well. Um, unfortunately, last year, as well documented, he didn't get anything go his way, and uh, we, we certainly miss him. He's one of our one of our real shining lights in the pre-season and one that all the Port fans can look forward to seeing, hopefully out there early in the new year. I said today, I meant yesterday. Yeah, we heard the footage just before, but that was Ken from yesterday, and he spoke about Jason Horn francis Now, Bonds, I think that he's going to get asked about Jason Horn francis in nearly every single interview Correct. he does. So if he can learn how to just give that straight bat every time and say his building is going nicely, then that will make his life easier. The other one on Orazio Fantasia, I love the way that he plays footy when he's on the park. I probably can speak to that a little bit myself having not um, been out there as much as you'd like. He has all the talent. He runs to the right positions. He's smart. He's a very difficult matchup. And so if he can get himself fitting in the team, what it'll do to the other forwards in that team will make it much easier. And with the loss of Robbie Gray obviously going to, they need someone to step up. So that, those two are massive for their fortunes in 2023. And there are question marks there, which there are about a lot of Port Adelaide's team, but they are really important if they're going to be playing finals. Yeah, and speaking of finals, uh, Ken had a little bit of a say about whether he expects to make play finals this year. I think every club, if, if you're setting your expectations at an AFL football club and it's not at the very least finals, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be being a bit foolish. So, so for us, we, we as a footy club never shy away from the fact that we have high expectations on what we try to achieve, and, and that's no different this year. But I think if you asked all 17 other coaches in the AFL, they'd give you the same answer. 
<laughs> there you go, Ken. Uh, very smart and accurate there that every coach would be expecting to play finals. At this time of year, everyone's flying in preseason. That's the standard line. Ken gave it there too. There's going to be pressure on Port Adelaide throughout this season. So it's how they handle it internally and externally that's going to make the difference in the end. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and SEN SA. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to have Men's American Update. Looking forward to that. And from the Central Districts Footy Club, Kyle Presbury will join us. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA with myself, Paul Bonzer, and former Cat Swans and now Eagles player Dan Menzel. And we are on Cruise 1323 and also on SENSA. And we are warming the chairs for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who will be back just before footy season to keep you entertained right across the winter. Our next guest is proudly brought to us by Tyre Power's big holiday sale. It's on now, 25% off selected Kumo and passenger tyres. And from the Mighty Doggies, the Central Districts Footy Club, it's Cole Presbury. Welcome to Sports ASA. Lads, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Now, Kyle, uh, you had, had a fantastic year last year, uh, won the best and fairest uh, with Trav Schiller. You tied for that and both took away the award. Happy with your year last year? Um, yeah, I guess on an individual level, it was. I was pretty happy with how it all panned out to be able to now find a bit of consistency over the past couple of years. Um, but obviously, we want to um, be. We don't play footy for individual awards. Um, I'd much rather be winning games of footy and playing more finals footy, and that's hopefully what we plan to do this year. Kyle, men's here. How are you going? Good, Daniel. How are you, mate? No, I'm going well. It's good to have you on. Thanks for doing this for us. Um, so, first of all, I want to just find out how's the body going? How has your pre-season been? Yeah, the body's not too bad. Um, had a bit of a hiccup about a couple of weeks before we went on Chrissy break, but been back running now and feeling good, mate. So, no, it's going well. Super, super. Good to hear. Now, there's been a lot of turnover at the footy club this year, so just want to know about a few of the new faces. Thoughts on any exciting recruits that you guys have got? Um, obviously, we've got the three Lahowiak brothers across from Sturt, which has been highly spoke about um, throughout the sample. Um, they're obviously very talented players, and I'm excited to see what they can bring us this year. Um, but another one we haven't even seen yet, um, he's just moved over on the weekend. Played for the Giants VFL last year, a 194-centimetre midfielder. That's Leighton and Chisholm. Um, so he's going to bring another dynamic for us this year, and I'm excited to see what he can do in there against the bigger bodies of the competition. Good. That is exciting for Central's fans. Um, probably going to need him uh, to fill the void of Trav Shields, obviously gone, Rhett Montgomery to the AFL, to the Bombers, Fraser Four and Ryan Llewellyn. So there's a little bit of experience to have left the club. Um, yeah, definitely experienced gone. Um, three of them um, finished in the top four of our best and fairest, so that's obviously going to hurt. But I think the way that Rossi's came in and recruited um, and how many new faces he's brought in, um, we're still going to be a red-hot chance. And I think the group has a feeling that we can seriously do something special and be, get the club back to finals footy. 
Yes, Mark Ross, my partner in crime in the Sample season, co-commentator. Um, he won't be doing as many games because he's got a real job now. So, uh, uh, Kyle, I just want to ask you another Sturt player that's coming across is Manny Liddy. He impresses me as a footballer. Yeah, he's a talented footballer as well, Manny. Um, obviously, he's brought great leadership um, to the footy club and obviously got starved off opportunities at Sturt and that's why he's come across to us to obviously get more opportunity and I think there's a good midfield spot for him there. Obviously, with Leighton coming in as well, um, uh, midfield's going to look a bit different this year, but it's exciting for the whole group, to be honest. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Does that bring an influx of new talent, regardless of where they come from, does that bring excitement through the guys that have been there a little while? Yeah, of course. And I've never seen a turnover um, like like we've had this off-season. 18 new blokes in. Um, it's unheard of, really. Um, but, yeah, it has brought a bit of a buzz in and a lot of new faces is a nice refreshment for us older blokes now. Yeah, no doubt. And another one who is obviously reasonably new to the club, been there now, season, Greg Edwards, his impact on the group. Yeah, Greg's been awesome. Um, the way he's came in, the way he's handled a lot of situations within the four walls has been very good and just his professionalism. Um, so hopefully he can get us back to where um, we think we should be and do what he's done at North Adelaide because they're, clearly they're a powerhouse of the competition now, so hopefully he can do that for us. Now, hey, I want to talk about what you do outside of footy and uh, job-wise. So you, am I correct? You work with the Gowans boys? I do, yes, mate, I do. How, how's that experience for you? Uh, do they pass on some advice very often? Uh, not too much advice to be honest. Um, they sort of just let us sort of go about our business. Um, but it has its days, that's for sure. But, no, nah, it's good fun. Do they do they rip each other at work like they previously did at their former employer at the Central District Football Club? Um, they don't bring their white line fever as much <laughs> yes. to the workplace. Um, but when they do, um, it is more towards each other. I haven't been on the end of too many yet, but towards each other, yeah, they do. Good, good. And uh, now I want to know how your weights program's going. Uh, Bonds, Kyle and I and Troy used to do weights together when we were right. at Centrals and it used to be good. Used to um, have some interesting story time in there and some great times <laughs> in the gym. How's that all travelling for you, mate? Yeah, we'll keep them stories to ourselves, I reckon, Daniel. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty similar um, now to the weights that um, we used to do together. Um, we got a bloke called Matty Duggan in um, and he's been really good for the footy club he was one of the uni boys that um, we got through and after he finished his degree um, the club was very willing and keen to give him a job and he's been really good with enforcing that in the group and hopefully we can start to see some rewards from his hard work as well. Now you did call yourself an older player not that long ago but you're only 25 you've got plenty of football left in front of you with Trav Schiller leaving and, and going and travelling overseas, are you putting it on yourself to become more of a leader at the club? I am, yeah, for sure. I've been trying to drive the standards of the footy club now for the last few years. And um, I sat down with Tomo when he first got the job and sort of said to him that I feel this is my footy club um, now and I want to be one of the guys that take this club forward. So, yeah, it's definitely been something that we've spoke about internally and um, – yeah, that's obviously the plan to continue going forward as well. 
Good. Now, Kyle, one I want to ask about is Billy McCormack. How is he going? He is key to your footy club. Uh, had a injury, serious uh, knee injury this last year that he caused him to miss uh, a lot of games. How is he travelling at the moment? He's going um, really well, mate. Um, he has done most of the pre-season. Um, obviously had a nice crispy break and went back home. But, no, he's he's flying at the moment and we're really excited um, for an injury-free Billy McCormack and to really see what he can produce um, over the course of this season coming. Good. And another couple of players I want to ask about. The forward line last year was extremely exciting at times. Uh, Adam Grace was extremely good in 2021 in particular. Nick Lang's form last year was really good. Uh, a mixture of a lot of smalls up there too. How are those guys travelling uh, up in the forward line for you guys? Yeah, very good. Um, and we can bring in um, blokes like Hugo Munn to the footy club, Dale Pearce. Um, Dale Pearce played for Port District last year and Hugo Munn had previously played league footy for Sturt as well um, and they're key, key forwards. So um, with Gracie and Lange maybe not getting the best defenders, hopefully that can see them get off the chain a little bit more than even last year just gone, which will be handy for them as well. It's exciting, exciting times out at the Doggies that with all these players he's naming. They're all very good footballers that are coming in. Uh, Going to make them a bit stronger, I think, the Dogs. Uh, now, I just want to ask you a bit of a personal question. You have some lovely flowing locks. Uh, you not no plans to cut your hair, is there, Kyle? Uh, not, not too much. I might get a trim here and there, but no, nah, the locks will be here to stay, I reckon. Oh, beautiful. Well, he's still single at the moment, aren't you, Kyle? <laughs> Um, actually, I'm not Daniel. Oh, changed. <laughs> Breaking news Breaking here. Breaking news. Yes. Though. Hang on a second. I'll, hang on. Hang on. Sorry, ladies. I'll, hang. I'll go, say I'm go. off the market. It's not. It's not girlfriend, but um, it's not official. It's 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 pretty it's pretty official. Wow, that is huge news for all the ladies out there in Adelaide and uh, for a lot of people. Okay. Um, Wow, that's uh, I've got to re regather myself here, boss. Congratulations! Yes. we should say. Are you are you okay, Daniel? Do you want to talk about anything? <laughs> um, I'll uh, I'll have Ash if she's listening. No doubt, call me straight away and say I don't know who this is and uh, vet this one. But now I'm I'm happy to hear Kyle. And so before we let you go, uh, I want to do a little rapid fire to finish. So I'm going to yep. throw a couple of questions at you around the dogs and the competition, and I want you just to think about who comes to mind, and off we go. So we're going to start with who is a player for Central District fans to watch out for in 2023. Uh, Luca Whitelam. Huge. Uh, who is the benchmark team in the competition? Um, still North Adelaide for me. Fair. Uh, which player will win the McGarry medal in 2023? Uh, Matthew Nunn, if he's injury free. Great call. Uh, who is another player from another team that you really enjoy watching? Um, Casey Voss. Oh, I like it. And last one, a little bit of a different one. What is your favourite ground to play at away from the Ponderosa, away from your home ground? Um, Nord, Nord Oval. Yes. Um, okay, like there the we go. Here and we play a lot of Friday night footy there, so it's always yep. usually That's nice. That's a really, really interesting question there because obviously Elizabeth Oval is massive. <laughs> and then Norwood's not that long. So is it, has it got anything to do with you don't have to run as far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. You might do a bit, yeah. 
Uh, Kyle, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. I wish you all the best for the season. And um, with the missus as well. Yes, uh, <laughs> that as well. <laughs> and um, all the best for the doggies. It uh, looks like it's going to be a very successful year for you. No, thank you very much. Thanks, guys, for having me. appreciate it. Thanks, Prez. <laughs> He's great, and he surprised you there. He's got a woman. Yeah, he did. I I touch base. You know him quite well. Don't yeah, you? I do. I, we touch base um, every now and then, and uh, it's that is pretty new because it certainly wasn't the case a few months ago when I saw him. So, uh, no, that's uh, congrats to him, and and congrats to him in terms of how his footy's gone, his development. A couple of years ago, when I was at the club. He was in and out of the team that year and uh, it wasn't playing his best footy and you could see he definitely had it and he's put the hard work in and you can see the dividend starting to really pay off now. He's one of the better players in the comp without doubt. He, he polls regularly in the McGarry medal, uh, leads the competition in possessions he did at stages last year and uh, now I think he's starting to get the recognition that he probably didn't get a couple of years ago. So it's great to see and it's a credit to Kyle. Yeah, he was fantastic last year. Obviously called a lot of Central's games. And he was clearly one of their best players up there with Trav Sheila and deserved the best and fairest. Uh, you're listening to Sports Day SA, the summer edition on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. It's time for the men's American sports update. Uh, boy, to us by... Um, it's brought to us by NFL Game Pass, and you can stream every NFL Game Pass this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Men's, where are we going, NFL? We will go with NFL. It is the end of the regular season this week. They're going to go into playoffs. And so I would just want to touch on a few of the games which made massive uh, differences in who made the playoffs. Yes. Uh, and so... And who finished in what position as well. So the Philadelphia Eagles, my Philadelphia Eagles, beat the New York Giants 22-16 to to get the number one seed in the NFC, which is massive because they get a bye this week. They get to rest all their players, get themselves ready for the next round. Big win for them. The Chiefs did the same thing. They knocked off the Raiders 31-13. to They get the bye in the AFC. So at the moment, the Chiefs and the Eagles are in the driver's seat there going into the playoffs. The Jaguars, uh, they haven't been good for a long time, but Trevor Lawrence has managed to get them to win a number of games in a row, and they knocked off the Tennessee Titans 20-16 to to take out their division and make the playoffs a couple other massive matchups. The Dolphins beat the Jets 11-6 to to get in, so they will take on the Bills. The Texans beat the Colts 32-31. to Now, it's not a game that you would really think that we're going to talk about. However, what it means is that by the Texans winning that game, they jump off the bottom of the table and the Chicago Bears now get the number one draft pick. I'm not sure it's a great result for the Texans that they won that one. Uh, the Bengals beat the Ravens 27 to 16, which makes it very interesting because they'll take them on again next week in the playoffs. The Lions beat the Packers. The Packers, all they had to do with Aaron Rodgers is beat the Lions at home at Lambeau Field and they'd be in the playoffs again. They would have come from nowhere. The Lions had nothing to play for because the Seahawks knocked the Rams off just before and it meant that the Lions were out of contention. It was either going to be the Seahawks making it if the Lions knocked the Packers off, which they did 20-16. to 16. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers' future. So there were the major matchups this week from the NFL. So let's have a look, Bonds, at the NFL playoffs, yes. which will be coming up this weekend. So if you'd like to run through a couple of the matchups there. And well, as you said, Dan, the, the Chiefs and the Eagles have the bye because yes. they finished 14-3, and three, top of their divisions. So the first game, um, 49ers playing the Seahawks. That's on Sunday the 15th. 
Yes, it is. And so I expect the 49ers just to keep rolling. They have won seven in a row. They are going as well as anyone in the NFL at the moment. I think out of all games, this is the one for mine that is as close to a certainty as possible. I think the 49ers will be far too good for the Seahawks. Agree. The Jags playing the Chargers. This will be a good matchup. This will be a great matchup. This is in Jacksonville as they won their division. The Chargers, now the Chargers finished 10 and 7. Uh, you would look at that and go, okay, they had a decent year. I'm going to tell you right now, they went completely under the radar. And the reason being is they had so many injuries this year to their best players. And particularly on defense, they are now starting to get them back. If they can knock off the Jaguars here, they are the one team in the competition that no one wants to come up against as the away side because they could do anything. I've got the Chargers beating the Jags. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm with you as well. So we're two for two there. All right, on Monday at uh, you got to get up early to watch this one. Four thirty in the morning, the Bills playing the Dolphins. Yes, I normally do get up for the four thirty games. I might not this week. This might be the only one I miss. But I, you know what, I'm going to go the Bills because they are arguably the best team in the competition. However, the Dolphins with Tua and with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they could beat anyone. They can score touchdowns like no other team. Their, their firepower is incredible. I think that the cold conditions and weather in Buffalo won't help them. So I'm going to go the Bills, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was an upset here. Correct. Uh, no, the Bills for mine. Uh, Vikings and the Giants. Yeah, so we've gone with probably the favourites the first three. Everyone's sitting there going, geez, you, you aren't really going out on a limb. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start doing that, Bonds. I think the Giants will upset the Vikings in Minnesota. The Vikings went 13-4 and four this season. The Giants 9-7-1. and one. I love what Brian Dable has done there as the coach. They are your blue-collar team that just gets the job done. I think they will beat Minnesota. Okay, I'm going to go for the Vikings in that one, just to be a little bit different. Um, then on uh, Monday, we roll on. There's uh, the Bengals playing the Ravens. Yeah, so these teams just played each other last weekend. Uh, the Bengals at home won 27-16. It's going to be at home again. The Bengals for mine are a much better team than Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson might not be back. That is uh, it's a bit it's a bit concerning for Baltimore. He didn't sign a contract at the start of the year because they didn't come together and agree on a deal. So Lamar's sitting there going, well, I'm, I've got an injury. Why would I play with no contract right now? If I do a really bad injury, I will lose millions, Correct. hundreds of millions of dollars. So I don't think he'll play. They don't have any firepower, the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Bengals are still every chance to win the Super Bowl and they will beat the Baltimore Ravens. History never repeats, but it does on this occasion. Uh, the Bengals will beat the Ravens. The last game, the wild count card round is on Tuesday. It's Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott, the Bucks versus the Cowboys. This one you have to tune in for. I'm very interested to see which way you're going to go on this, Bonds, and everyone, because the Cowboys are the favourites. It's in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady plays for Tampa Bay. We all know that. Can you write Tom Brady off? I'm going to go with an upset, and I'm going to pick Brady and the Buccaneers to beat the Cowboys, who their defense is incredible. So watch the Dallas Cowboys defense go against Tom Brady. It's going to be great viewing. The time on Tuesday here will be? Uh, 11.45, so yeah. nice, easy time to watch. Got to tune in for that one. For mine, I'm going to go the Buccaneers. Which way do you think this will go? I cannot pick against Tom Brady in playoffs. Yes, so we're both going to go with the Bucks. So that's the NFL uh, matchups that are coming up this weekend. A couple of teams that were stiff to miss. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they finished 9-8. and eight. How's this? Mike Tomlin, their coach, he's had 15 seasons in charge without a losing season. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs, but that's incredible. 
the Pats, the Patriots, eight and nine, and the Titans, seven and ten. And on the other side, we talked about Detroit, nine and eight. The Washington Commanders came from nowhere to finish eight, eight and one. And the one that a lot of people are talking about at the moment is the Green Bay Packers. They finished eight and nine and missed out on the playoffs this year. So will Aaron Rodgers come back? He's guaranteed $56 million if he comes back next year. Do you reckon that's enough of a reason to come back? <laughs> Pretty good reason to me. It is. I'm coming back. I, I, you would think so. However, he did in his presser after the game say, look, I've earned a lot of money in my career. And Fair enough. The other yeah. thing that was interesting, though, was uh, at the end of the game, uh, one of the young uh, players from Detroit uh, came up to him. I think it was Jameson Williams, and he said, can I have your jersey? And Aaron said to him, uh, I think I'm going to hold on to this one. And so there's been a bit of speculation about that, that maybe it might be his last game. So very interesting to see what happens in Green Bay there. They don't really – Jordan Love they have recruited, but he's not – doesn't look like the, uh, the, the answer. So I would expect Rodgers to go around again, but I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs him up. Now, I would like to touch on the college football playoff today, Bonds. I'm not sure if you caught any of it at all. I didn't, unfortunately. Um, I just want to explain exactly what this is. So the college football is the NFL-style game for all the college players out there. Every single college in America plays and plays against each other. And then the best couple of teams, the best four teams, make the um, championship series at the end. And today was the the Super Bowl as such. And so to put it in comparison to people here, particularly in Adelaide, is college football in the US is basically like the sample here because it's underneath the NFL, the AFL competition. The difference is, though, just think about this. Every single pass player that's played for a sample club or every single person that's ever supported a sample club basically goes to the game and watches them for the rest of their life. The passion is incredible. They have 110,000 people go to those games. It's crazy, isn't it? it? It's hard to fathom. I've been to a game and tailgated beforehand. They do it as well as anywhere in the world. And so today, Georgia, who were 14-0, they won it last year. Not many teams go back-to-back because you've got to recruit uh, new players and new students every year. They were 14-0. They played against TCU, who were 13-1. and uh, Now, the line was 12-and-a-half. So Georgia were favorites. A lot were saying, look, TCU is every chance. Um, well... They basically weren't, and it showed it from the start of the game. They started with the opening kickoff. They went three and out. Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, then ran in a touchdown, and it was all the Bulldogs from there, all Georgia from there. They went on to win 65-7 to in the championship game. It was one of the biggest thrashings in the history of college football, and it just shows how good this Georgia team is. 15-0 uh, team hasn't done that before. An incredible win. They'll be celebrating hard tonight. They certainly will. Um, amazing, amazing win. Um, NBA is flying as well at the moment. There's it's still a long way from the playoffs, but my Celtics keep going, rolling along and keep winning. Yeah, they do. The Celtics, uh, with the best record in the NBA, uh, currently on 29 wins and 12 losses. Uh, the team that's been coming bonds behind them is the Brooklyn Nets. They have won 14 of their last 15. However, Kevin Durant, as of today, is going to miss a month of basketball, which basically puts those hopes over the next month in jeopardy, and and they're going to go because they're not going to win as many games or anywhere near as many games without Kevin Durant. We know how good he is. The Milwaukee Bucks in just behind them. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going well. They're 26 and 15. And the Philadelphia 76 are still like the depth and the pieces they have in that side. They're 24 and 15. They're going to be thereabouts. If we move to the Western Conference, any guesses as to who is on top of the Western Conference? It's probably not one of your 
standard teams you'd find. Um, the West oh, is always just, hard to predict. Just, oh, no, I've drawn a blank. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, trying to think. I'll throw a couple at you. So there's a couple that are equal at the moment. Ben Hook, shout out. Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. 27-13. The... MVP Nikola Jokic's Denver Nuggets at 27 and 13 as well. And then the New Orleans Pelicans at 25 and 16. There's no way you would have picked those three teams followed by Dallas and Sacramento after that. Then if no. we go down a bit further, you've got the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns are really battling without Devin Booker and Chris Paul at the moment. And the LeBronless LA LeBron-less, Lakers yes. and, and lack of Anthony Davis at the moment too. They're 19 and 22. They are. They're just outside the playoffs at the moment. There are some real concerns there, and LeBron's got to work out what he wants to do because uh, it's not working at LA. He's going to throw the toys out the cot at well, the end of the season. I they think. might do it too, though. They might yes. actually say, LeBron, we need to move forward from you. You won us the championship, but we're not going to win one again True. with you here. And LeBron's going to go, well, I want to play with my son, Bronny. So it depends who drafts little Bronny potentially and we'll have a father-son duo in the NBA. Wouldn't that be incredible to watch? It's a great show uh, here at the Adelaide Oval. The Strikers taking on the Renegades uh, very shortly. So uh, good luck to the Strikers. Tomorrow night on the show, Sam Berry from the Adelaide Crows. And hope you've enjoyed the show. The sun- summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and SENSA 1629. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.